Um, let's get into this story right now. Glad you guys are back. Going to be talking about a story of a man who wins custody of his kids and then his ex-wife does the unthinkable. Let's get into it. Hard Talk Radio. Live in 4K. Fair use, by the way, fair use. Sad, 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 sad. The reality is, is that uh, this man went through the right channels. She couldn't let go. And she decided that uh, she wanted to harm this man. Okay. She decided to do something that was going to harm not only her, but her kids. All right. And it goes to show that the fact that uh, you have to be very careful who you 
who you lay down with, who you exchange vows with, who you have kids with. Okay? It's a terrible situation. Alright? And what happened was, is that uh, they met at a Christmas party. Okay, it was a one-night stand. This man had his life ahead of him. Okay? He had everything going for him, for, for himself. But she had nothing going for herself, except she had this, you know, part-time photographer gig. Alright? And she wanted to have eight kids. He could not afford that. And he told her he couldn't do that. All right? And she was trying to push to have that. To have eight children. He was against that. All right? And... She decides to call him a sperm donor. She decides to badge him and says she'll find somebody else. Okay? Because when he met her, she already had a kid. And this is why as men, you have to be careful who you who you get in a relationship with. Alright? Especially someone who, who doesn't have anything to lose. She saw her kids as an accomplishment. Okay? But she saw them as property. And she was selfish. She didn't think that, you know, two people are used to make a kid. A mother and a, a man and a woman are used to make a kid. And she didn't think that you need both parents to raise children. And she treated him like a sperm donor. Then she made false allegations that he was abusive. Okay? False allegations that if something happened to her, it wasn't her, it was um, Stanley. And that wasn't true. He won the custody battle. She decides to burn him and herself and his new girlfriend alive with the kids there. That was her mentality. I can't have my way. I'm going to harm you. And sad to say you have many women that get away with this type of mentality and who have done this and they get lighter sentences. Okay? A mother of four firebombed her ex-house while her children slept and she claimed in an earlier Facebook post that if she and her kids end up dead, it would be murder. Sarah Munch, 30, broke into Stanley Obie's house in New Beth in Brisbane South at 2.55 a.m. on Thursday, doused him and his girlfriend in petrol and set them alight while her three kids were in the next room. His new partner, 30, and children managed to escape the inferno before the father of two was dragged out by a brave neighbor, but he died in the hospital from catastrophic burns. Mudge was unable to escape the flames before she they engulfed the home. Her scorched body was recovered in the wreckage by the emergency workers. While detectives believed that Mudge had started the blaze, the mother of four wrote a disturbing post four months ago saying that she would never take her own life or the lives of her children. 
She bizarrely urged social media users to point the finger at Mr. Obi if anything were to happen, claiming it wouldn't be an accident. It's unclear what the true motive behind her post was. The true motive behind her post was to try to pin the blame on her child's on her children's father. When we're gone, make sure everyone knows, she told users of the domestic violence social media group on December 1st. When you see my name and my kids' names, make sure you know I told everyone. It's not an accident. It won't be a suicide. It won't be suicide with my kids or whatever he does. It's him. It will be him. The woman then told users she wasn't looking for advice, saying, There's nothing I haven't tried, and urged users again to say something when you see us and make sure this never happens again. According to a fundraiser set up by Mr. Obi's family, the mother of four's horrific act of violence was triggered when she lost access to three of her four children during a court hearing on Wednesday. Mudge spoke about the impending custody battle in her post, explaining she was told to hand the kids to Mr. Obi, who she referred to as our abuser. Let us also go to, uh, you know... To men who, you know, some black men who like to worship white women, okay? Who like to say that, you know, they're they're the goddesses and all this crap. Crazy is in all ethnic groups and is in all types of women, okay? And the only thing difference here is because some of you guys would worship this is because she has white skin. But you don't see the person that, look, the ring, the ring in her nose, the large hoop earrings... I'm sorry, man. That 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 is that right there is uh, it's the same thing you have in the hood. So what are you saying? Okay. Mr. Obi told me he would kill them. She claimed. What do I do? Send them on Saturday, knowing that they might not come home, or wait until the eighth, and I have them forcibly removed. Mudge claimed hospital records detail Mr. Obi's his apparent suicide attempts, mental breakdown, and their daughter's hospital. go all right all right we're back had a little uh disconnection right here all right had a little disconnection all right so here we go mr obi mr obi told me he will kill them she claimed what do i do she send them on saturday knowing they might not come home or wait until the 8th and have them forcibly removed. Mudge cleaned hospital records detailed Mr. Obi's his apparent suicide attempts and mental breakdown and their daughter's hospital admission. I don't get it, she wrote. He's just a nurse. There's no way he had access to the deleted. I don't understand anything. How crazy am I? Did I imagine everything? I know I didn't, but I just can't understand. Mudge said there was no evidence of any abuse on his part without the hospital records and that police didn't believe her and accuse her of trying to cause trouble, which she did. She was trying to cause trouble. While the specific hospital Mudge was referring to is unknown, a spokeswoman from the Metro North Health told the Daily Mail Australia that hospitals have stringent record-keeping procedures. Daily Mail Australia revealed earlier on Friday that Mr. Obi and Mudge had a one-night stand at Christmas party in 2017, but only started dating because she was she was pregnant. 
He was conflicted and didn't know what to do, Mr. Obi's friend Sean Macon told Daily Mail Australia. He held Christian values and he told me that he would not allow a baby to grow up without a father and committed to trying to make a life be being a father to his child. Mr. Beacon explained Mr. Obi quit his job to start a life with Mudge, but the relationship started falling apart when she wanted to have six more kids. Wow. She already had one. Then she had another one, Mr. O uh, Stanley, then wanted six more. You had two, and then you wanted six more. So, it, like I said, you see, the sad thing is, is like you have women out here that are planning their families. They're just using men as sperm donors. And that is a fact, okay? Sad to say, in our modern society, in this gynocentric society, women have gotten to the point of delusion that they feel like they could just use men as sperm donors. And if you refuse to be that sperm donor, they could just go off and find another man. Not thinking that by you doing this, you're causing more harm to yourself and the children. Because you're having a bunch of kids with different last names. And then you expect one of these baby daddies to take on the full responsibility of all those kids that you made with different men. And then you get mad when men tell you it's not good to be a single mother. Because it, it hurts your, your, your dating prospects in the dating market. Stanley refused to have eight children, stating that he would not have children that he could not afford to support and refused to bring children into a world to raise them on welfare, he said. That is a good man. You had it good, but you screwed it up. Okay. Mudge gave Obi the option of leaving the relationship, claiming that he was nothing more than a sperm donor and that she could find a, a, a way to have kids, more kids regardless. This is typical hood rat behavior. Okay, this is typical African-American female hood rat behavior. Not all African-American females, but if they're in the, uh, you know, the low income, low hanging fruit community, projects, section eight, they usually think this way. Mudge gave, all right, I read that. In June last year, she took the sperm donation Australia Facebook group looking for an African-American sperm donors explaining she wanted to have many kids as possible in a quick succession due to her expiring uterus. Wow. This woman was crazy. She only thought of herself. She just thought the clock was ticking. I got me a man that, you know, I got me a sucker. So I'm going to milk this as good as it gets. It's sad. This is so sad. Just reading this. I feel so bad for this man But you know Hey it's coming to a point where yo you might, You're better off just waiting until marriage You know don't 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 give your body to these women Wait get a woman with the same type of values As you do and vet her Cause you even got women who say they're Christian But they're 304's themselves Okay they're just 304's with a bible Going to church on Sunday Alright I have four wonderful children, but my heart is not yet full, she wrote. I only have a few years to complete my family. My family, not Stanley and her family, not our family. I have year, only a few years to complete my family. You see how she's talking? My family. This is disgusting. And then you wonder why guys are going so hard on single mothers. Why so many men are, don't want to be married. This is sad. 
Mudge said she was a single mama by choice and intended to stay that way until her children were grown and told potential donors that the, that was specifically after men of African-American descent, I'm sorry, African descent to ensure all her children have similar features. Oh, yeah, she was trying to be smart. So they won't, they all won't ask questions why my brother and sister are light-skinned and why I'm dark-skinned. This woman's just so pathetic. Just pathetic. All right? And it's sad. It really is. You can read the rest of the article yourself. You know, just look it up. But I'm going to move on. All right? It's, it's terrible. It's just so terrible, man. So, we're going to be talking about monkeypox now. Let's get on with the monkeypox. All right? go it's, uh, it's crazy out here man it is really crazy with this monkeypox all right and some people are just not willing to accept certain facts I'm gonna tell you that right now they're not willing to accept certain facts about this monkeypox issue all right and it's uh to a point where you know a man's nose is just ugh, it, ugh. I don't know how to say it man I just don't ugh, it's just it's, it's gross that's that's all I can say it's gross I'll try to speed through this that's what I'll try to do alright here we go Monkeypox patient's nose is rotting after dismissed as a sunburn. Okay. 40-year-old German patient went to the doctor after a red spot developed on his nose. It then assumed to be a sunburn, and the man was sent home. But it wasn't... It, <laughs> but within a few more days, the lesion on his nose began to turn black. The man soon also found pus-filled sores all over his body, which were partially severe around his penis and mouth, as reported in the medical journal Infection. The unnamed man was then tested for monkeypox and given antivirals to combat the virus. While at the hospital, he was also tested for various sexual transmitted illnesses. For the first, for the first time, he told doctors, which revealed he also had been diagnosed with syphilis and HIV. Wow. His syphilis had gone so long undetected that it spread to multiple organs. Meanwhile, tests confirmed that his HIV infection had developed into AIDS. Sheesh. As for his... Here we go. All right, we're back. We're back. All right. 
As for this case of monkeypox, the antiviral medication was enough to dry out the sores on the skin, but only impartially improved the nose by reduced swelling. Whoa. Sheesh. Oh, good grief. Whew. Sheesh, man. Damn. Oh, that, that, uh, that, that, wow. Whew. All right. According to studies, the study authors, the man's case was so severe because the HIV left him immunocompromised and suitable to necrosis, the death of the body tissue. Doctors who penned the article for infection did not provide an update on the man's recovery. Germany currently has 3,186 3, cases of monkeypox recorded since May of 20, with only the U.S. 12,689 and Spain 5,719 reporting more cases. There are currently just uh, over 38,000 cases worldwide, according to the Center of Disease, Disease Control and Prevention. Monkeypox was declared a public health emergency in the U.S. early. back Whew. oh boy <clears throat> monkeypox was declared a public health emergency in the US earlier this month after it spread across the country following an outbreak in Europe this spring okay so basically you know, a lot of people don't like when you talk about this type of um, ailment, but the reality is it's, you know, it's affecting the, you know, the alphabet side of things, okay? And the reality is, um, you, you guys got to, you know, tone it down, cut it out. Okay, because a large percentage of you are doing this, doing your thing without protection, and a lot of people are trying to hide and say this is not uh, alphabet uh, alphabet problem. It is an alphabet problem. Okay, it's basically that's what it is. The virus has primarily spread through gay and bisexual men who account for about 98% of the patients. Although women, children, and heterosexual men are likely to become sick if directly exposed to monkeypox. Dr. John White, chief medical officer of the, w, of the WebMD, told the Post that doctors are still learning about it, but reassure patients for their worst fears who haven't known the current outbreak. <clears throat> the current outbreak to be fate. We haven't known the current outbreak to be fatal, and that's a good thing. White said the weekly gay Texan porn star Silver Steel documented his painful monkeypox symptoms after being diagnosed with the virus several weeks ago. Steel photographed the lesions on his chin area as they developed over time, showing that they were at their worst at 11 days after they after the first spot surfaced. It took me more than three weeks for the symptoms to completely subside. All right. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, and this dude is a uh, 
Who's this dude? Yeah, dude's a porn star. Alright. A lot of these people, you know, and bisexual, so you know they play for both teams. And guess what? A lot of them are in the black community. And a lot of them don't care. They just want to go around and spread it. Just like spreading, um, you know, when it came to that, the 80s epidemic. We all know what, what happened in the 80s and the early 90s, that epidemic. And how it took out a lot of black people in the black community. But, you know, a lot of them don't seem to care. So I have to say a lot of black people don't seem to care because they want to cry about everything but not actually listen when solutions are brought up. That's all I got to say. All right. On to the next story here. All right. So what we have is black doctor from Florida. All right. And, you know, white wife. And she wants a divorce. For some reason, he turns up missing. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. Interesting. He fi- she files for divorce, and he goes missing. Weird, man. That's weird. Okay. The wife of prominent Florida radiation oncologist who went missing from his boat on August 10th filed for divorce the day he disappeared, according to county records. Dr. Chaudhry Cross, 49 was last seen August 10th, leaving the Naples Bay Resort and Marina alone on his 33-foot Sea Ray boat, the Vitamin C, according to a tweet Friday from the U.S. Coast Guard South Southeast. That same day, his wife, Sarah Joe Cross, filed for divorce in Collier County. The USCG located and recovered Cross boat off 
Sanibel Island on August 11th without any sign of the missing doctor. In the days after the U.S. State, U.S. Coast Guard Southeast located the boat 16 miles south of Sabinel Island. Crews covered an area approximately 13,100 square miles over the course of 100 hours before suspending their search. It's always difficult decision to suspend a search and rescue case, Captain Michael Kale, commander of Sector St. Petersburg, said Sunday in a statement. Our best, our deepest sympathies and condolences go out for this family and friends of Dr. Cross during this time. In a statement posted Monday to Facebook, Kathy Caddy Cross, stepmother and a Naples-based a Naples based nurse, thanked the U.S. Coast Guard and Collier County law enforcement as well as Cross friends and the citizens of Naples who unselfishly gave their time and boats in search of him. During the time of grief, please offer prayers of support and respectfully privacy for our family, she wrote. Although we now have a void, it will be filled with love, positivity, hope, patience, and prayer. Mm. And through the grace of God, comfort, Chaudhry's three children and their mother, his stepmother, brothers and their wives, sisters, grandmother, aunts, uncles, cousins, and longtime close friends, thank you for all that was done in the rescue efforts for Chaudhry K. Cross, M.D., Cross is described as 5'11", weighing 150 pounds, with a bald head, brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a purple shirt and a black pants. Cross serves as the president of the Board of Cancer Alliance of Naples and previously served as a member of the board for Collier County Plan and the American Cancer Society of Naples. He has degrees in North, from Northwestern University and University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. He completed his residency at Harvard Medical School, according to his biography on GenesisCare.com. Well, there's nothing much to say here. You know, who knows? It could be foul play. It could be. It could be. But I'll let you, I'll update you if anything comes up. That's what I will do. All right. All right. Let's get with, get with this, uh, this woman who had a shootout in, uh, in an airport. Let's get with that story right now. Right here, as you mentioned, at 14th and Juniper right now, but a block behind me is Peach 
Tree Street around the corner is Colony Square. It's a usual rush hour right now, but just a couple hours ago, this was a police scene stretching in all directions for about two blocks. I've seen eventually heading all the way out to Hartsfield Jackson International Airport. As you mentioned, uh, just a few minutes ago, about five minutes ago, we heard from Atlanta Interim Police Chief Darren Shearbaum. He gave us an update on the situation and the active investigation. Here's what he had to say. A number of citizens provided helpful information that said the shooter had entered onto the Colony Square campus. And that allowed us to utilize the cameras that the mayor referred to and other resources of the department. Now we were receiving various tips uh, that gave a possible scenario that could be unfolding, that the shooter could still be in the area or the shooter could have left the area. And that's why you saw a citywide search transpire and we kept resources in the area. We also triggered the shelter in place alert, which we appreciate everyone cooperating with during the search. Our search did lead us to the airport, uh, where we had information that's where the shooter had, had transported themselves to. We deployed resources there, both city resources as well as our federal partners. And a short time later, at around 4 o'clock this afternoon, we were able to take into custody the individual we believe shot individuals at both on West Peachtree as well as Peachtree Street. We believe we have recovered the firearm. We do not believe these were random acts of violence. We do believe that individuals were likely targeted should be seeing video here now just into our newsroom in the past hour of that arrest being made at Hartsfield Airport. Uh, this arrest took place late this afternoon. I did ask Atlanta police in that press conference where we heard from Interim Chief Darren Shearbaum about that arrest and how the woman made it from the scene of these shootings in Midtown all the way to the airport. He would not release details on how she got there. He did confirm, though, they know how she got there. Mayor Andre Dickens told me directly, though, that this arrest happened before security at the airport, so this woman did not get past security at Hartsfield. This all began, though, around 145 at 1280 West Peachtree Street. That's across from the Marta Art Center station here in Midtown. Atlanta police tell us officers found two people there that had been shot. One was dead. The other was taken to the hospital. Then, a short time ago, at 1100 Peachtree Street, that's about a 12-minute walk away, another emergency call came in once again of another shooting. This shooting happened around 2.15, according to APD, and they tell us officers then found another person who had been shot. They were taken to the hospital, but later died. The focus then turned to Colony Square as reports came in, according to the interim police chief, of the woman entering Colony Square. Dozens of officers could be seen in tactical gear with long guns drawn and canine units. They were going into Colony Square, the attached restaurants, businesses, hotel, and there's even a daycare inside Colony Square. Now, earlier today, Atlanta police had at least four other law enforcement agencies out here helping them in the Colony Square area with the search for that woman that was eventually found at the airport. Their investigation out here, though, is still very active so far. They have not confirmed, we did ask, but they have not confirmed any possible motive for the shooting. Okay. All right, so let's get more into this. All right. Atlanta triple shooting suspect called, vict called victim her laziest manager, accused job re of retaliation in snippy linked posts before the killing. All right. <clears throat> On Monday, TSR reported that police arrested Ressi Kane at Atlanta's Hartfield, Hartfield Jackson Airport after she went on an alleged shooting spree at the condos at 1280 West Peachtree Street, an intense search revealing Kenny on surveillance video fleeing the scene and resulted in local police tracking her down and arresting her. Deceased victims in the shooting were identified as Michael Shiner, 60, and Wesley Freeman, 40. 
Public posts on Kimmy's LinkedIn page show that the suspect named Freeman while aligning that her former employee BDOA USA retaliated against her. <clears throat> Excuse me. She also alleged the business had broken into her, bro- um, broken, had her home broken into. I was severely retaliated against and constructively discharged. My home was broken into. My life and my family lives were threatened. Furthermore, BDO USA employees and partners leveraged their relationship with people living in my condominium in order to pursue the retaliation at my home. In a lengthy post, Kinney also accused Wesley Freeman and the man she allegedly shot and killed of being her laziest manager, Kinney wrote. Wesley Freeman is the laziest manager I've had the displeasure of working for. His laziness is also surpassed by his incompetence. How hard is it really to test elevated privileges for systems when you have professional organizations and the SEC already getting, already setting the standards for you? You bet I'm suing all of them. It is a shame that the sixth biggest public accounting firm has criminals at the top. No one is above the law. WSB-TV reportedly uncovered a lawsuit Kenny filed against her former employer, which mentions deceased victim Freeman Wesley before the triple shooting. In a legal document, Kenny reportedly said she faced retaliation, persecution, harassment, intimidation, threats, burglary, computer hacking, after noting a significant deficiency in an audit that her employer disregarded. She's also suing several 1280 West management team members and the 1280 West board members in Fulton County Superior Court for withholding the plaintiff's mail, including mail from Georgia Power. Keeney is charged with two counts of murder, three counts of aggravated assault, two counts of false imprisonment, and two counts of possession of a firearm during the commission of attempt to commit certain felonies. Okay? Here's what I got to say about that. <clears throat> In these situations, when you're working for a crooked company, there's two choices. Either you, you can, if you can maintain your self-control and sanity try to fight it but at the same time I wouldn't work there anymore all right or just leave the company altogether get as much information you can leave the company altogether and get your lawyers together and this is not the right way to do it because now they're laughing at you and you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life all right it's it's not easy working with a company that's corrupt it's the best thing to do is to leave before you end up saying or doing something you might live to regret. And right now, she is regretting what she's done. Okay? So. Alright, what's the next one now? Next one is Fetty Wap. Let's get into Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap expected to spend at least five years in prison after pleading guilty to a conspiracy drug charge. Fox 5. Jimmy Goldberg is live outside federal court in central Islip, Long Island, where the rapper appeared earlier today. Jody. Chris, 
Jason Lurie, it, it's a minimum of five years to a max of 40 years in jail. Willie Jr. Maxwell II, better known in the rap world as Fetty Wap, pleaded guilty to conspiring to distribute over 500 grams of cocaine. Now, take a look at this video. It's a story we've been covering since the beginning. The rapper was arrested back in November. He pleaded guilty to distributing and possessing cocaine back in 2020. Now, some of the distribution taking place right here in Suffolk County. In addition to jail time, he'll also be responsible for fines and a min minimum of four years of supervised release. Maxwell has been behind bars since his bail was revoked a few weeks ago when the government learned about an incident that allegedly involved him holding a gun up to the phone during a FaceTime call with another person threatening multiple times to kill them. Now, prosecutors say the proof in the original case was overwhelming. In court today, he wore a Navy jail uniform, was smiling, and mouthed, I love you, to his sister and others who showed up in the courtroom to support him. And now his attorney saying he's one of the best clients she's worked with. He's pleasant and nice. She also asked for an expedited sentence. No word on when it will be. That's the latest here outside federal court in Central Islip. Jody Goldberg. Fox. Wow. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? I don't, I don't get it. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? I just. You spending time in prison for this? Freddie Wap pleads guilty to conspiracy and to distribute and possess controlled substances. I don't feel bad for him because I see it this way. If you're a black person and you're selling drugs, you're helping white supremacy and you're an enemy of black people, period. I don't care if the government puts drugs on the street. You're selling it. Okay? That is the issue here. You are selling it. You're poisoning your own people. All right? That's why I didn't feel sorry for Breonna Taylor when she was helping Jamarcus Glover with his drug enterprise. Okay? And a lot of people are going to cry about that. I don't care. Because that's, that is the issue. That is the issue right there. The black community has to stop. And it's not everybody in the black community. Is the ones that are at the, you know, the low-income ghetto blacks of the black community that support this crap. Freddie Rapp has pleaded guilty to conspiracy to distribute and possess controlled substances. The rapper pleaded guilty on Monday at the federal courthouse in Central Isip on Long Island after he was arre first arrested in October for his reported involvement in a nationwide drug trafficking ring. He is now facing a minimum of five-year sentence. CBS News and the Associated Press reported Monday during the hearing, according to the Associate Press, U.S. Magistrate Judge Stephen Locke came to his decision. The prosecutor said that Fetty 31 threatened to kill a man during a FaceTime call in 2021, which violated terms of his pretrial release in a, his drug case. No sentencing date has been set up. A rep for the rapper did not mention immediately, did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Fetney William, William Jr. Maxwell II, and the other men, including a New Jersey corrections officer, allegedly distributed more than 100 kilograms of cocaine. Wow. Correction officers? 
heroin, fentanyl, and crack cocaine across Long Island and New Jersey from June 2019 to June 2020. The men allegedly obtained the narcotics on the West Coast, then used the U.S. Postal Service and drivers with hidden compartments in their vehicles to transport them across country where they stored where they were stored in Suffolk County, New York, according to the release. Maxwell was a kilogram-level redistributor, redistributor for the trafficking organization, officials said of his role. Search warrants yielded the recovery of approximately 1.5 million in cash, 16 kilograms of cocaine, 2 kilograms of heroin, numerous fentanyl pills, two 9mm handguns, a rifle, a 45 caliber pistol, a 45, 45, I'm sorry, <clears throat> 40 caliber pistol and ammunition, according to the release. The fact that we arrested a chart-topping rap artist and a correction officer as part of the conspiracy illustrates just how vile the drug trade has become. Michael Driscoll, FBI assistant director in charge, said in a statement at the time. I really don't think that Fetty Wap should only do five years. He should do 20 or 30. Because, like I said, if you're in the drug game, all right, you are helping white supremacy. And a correction officer, he definitely needs to spend life in prison. You already have a city paid job and you're poisoning people who look like you. I bet you he's black. I bet you. Okay. And even if he's not, you're a drug dealer, you're a white supremacist. That's what I see. You are a white supremacist. Period. That is who you are. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Here's an upsetting story right here. Let's get to it. One second. Sad, but, you know, really is. Because you're just trying to have a childhood and I don't know. This doesn't seem like something that is all co- all good, all cool. All right. But let's get into it. There we go. There we go. There it is. That's just Little Leaguers being Little Leaguers right there. Hey, next week's Sunday Night Baseball matchup should be a good one. Atlanta and St. Louis. 
Cardinals leading the Central. They finish up that three-game series at Bush, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, ESPN, Deportes, and Radio. And we'll start with 6 Eastern Baseball tonight's Sunday night countdown. Why not, right? When in Rome, are they taking the stuffing out of a stuffed animal? Is that... Yeah, man. That 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 doesn't sit well with me. It just doesn't. Just really doesn't. All right. So Black player was allegedly humiliated by his teammates at the Little League World Series game in Pennsylvania on live TV as they casually <clears throat> placed cotton balls on his head during the game. Who the hell think that is cool? According to TMZ, several white teenage players who participated in a Little League World Series game in the past Sunday gathered around their black teammate putting cotton from stuffed toys in his hair. As he sat in his seat The incident show, shown live on ESPN Occurred during the 8th inning Of 8th inning of the Red Sox Versus the Orioles Little League Classic game in Williamsport The players were from Davenport, Iowa Philip Lewis, the front page editor For the Huffington Post Posted a video clip To his Twitter account on Monday Okay On Monday a statement from the Little League's World Series Said after speaking with the black player's mother And team coaches that although the action of the baseball players was perceived as racially insensitive, they were sure that there was no ill intent behind the action shown during the broadcast. Lewis posted the official statement released by the league on his Twitter account. During the broadcast of the LMB Little League Classic, a Midwest player was shown with filming with filling from a stuffed animal given away at the game on his head. After speaking with the team, as well as reviewing photos, multiple players on the Midwest region team were taking part in this while enjoying the game. As only one player appeared on the broadcast, Little League International understands that the action should be perceived as racially insensitive. We have spoken with the player's mother and the coaches who have assured us that there were no ill intent behind the actions shown during the broadcast. I don't know, man. Maybe you should have shown... Uh, maybe you should have shown... Other little leaguers participating in the same thing. Why was it only focused on the black kid? That's all I'm saying. All right. That's what I say. That's what I think about it. When it comes to that Alright Now we got a special one here Alright People are saying he's the most hated man On social media right now Alright And people actually take him seriously All right. 
But honestly, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, you, you can't take them seriously. That's how I see it. That's how I see things, okay? But many people are different. Many people are going to be different. And they're going to see what they want to see. Who is this man, you might ask? Well, here he is. Yep, Andrew Tate. This man right here. All right. Okay. I mean, my thing is this, all right? Everybody's losing their minds over him. But you got people like Steven Crowder making racist comments about black farmers. And he was canceled for a short minute. Now you want to cancel a person like Andrew Tate. I don't get it. I just don't. I really don't. Okay? Andrew Tate House was raided by Romanian police and accusations of human trafficking were made against him. Fans have openly bashed Tate. According to a Romanian newspaper, the raid was initiated by rumors that an American woman was being held captive. Rumors held captive at Andrew Tate's residence. During the operation, police discovered the American woman as well as a Romanian woman, according to the article. Okay. The house of the popular Andrew Tate was raided by Romanian police back in April as part of a human trafficking investigation, drawing further attention to Tate's connections to key figures in the American MAGA movement. Tate was primarily renowned in the online extreme right prior to the April 11th raid as a kickboxer and outspoken Trump supporter. Tate's portrayal of himself as a wealthy playboy who smoked cigars on social media led one fan to refer to him as the Lord of Toxic Masculinity. Now, my thing is this, right? When it comes to this, all right? Um, the thing is, I think this was debunked already because Andrew Tate and his brother were on uh, TikTok and they talked about this, okay? The woman, quote-unquote, was claimed to be kidnapped, but her boyfriend caught her there, all right? Her boyfriend caught her at Andrew Tate's residence, and she lied and said that she was kidnapped. Okay? If this happens to be that scenario that they're going with, I really, really, I'm going to look at the mainstream media with a side eye. I really am. Tate's handling of women had a dark side, which exposed, which was exposed during his eviction from the British Big Brother in 2016 after videos surfaced of him hitting a woman with a belt. His brother, Tristan Tate, and his Romanian-based company, which had used webcam models to dupe men into transferring the Tate brothers tens of thousands of pounds, were covered in this March issue of Britain Daily Mirror newspaper. In one of the YouTube videos, Andrew Tate claimed that 40% of the reason he relocated to Romania was because the police there were less likely to investigate claims of sexual assault. Tate's questionable behavior did not prevent him from developing relationships with prominent Trumpian right figures. Tate socialized in and around Washington, D.C. in 2019 with well-known internet Trump activists and conspiracists. Tate posted for a photo in Trump's Washington hotel with Brexit supporter Nigel Farage and chatted with others like Pizzagate conspiracy Michael Cernovich in the lobby. 
Later that year, Cernovich traveled to Romania to visit the Tate brothers, whom he had previously described in his podcast introduction as his buddies. The Tates were accused of actual human trafficking, whereas Cernovich made him made his fame online by fabricating allegations of the practice of Washington being involved in Pizzagate. My thing is, I can't, I don't take everything Tate says seriously. However, like I said, okay, the women he has talked about who do these webcams, they did that of their own free will. All right. Their own free will. So that tells you something about these women. Okay. Just like these women who do OnlyFans. No one puts a gun to their head to do OnlyFans. All right. Am I a supporter of Andrew Tate? No. Because there's some things he says that are just completely silly. And I don't agree with. For instance. Okay. A man could have a bunch of women. Okay. Be promiscuous. But a woman cannot do that. And obviously you know what type of faith he's... What his faith is. I'm not going to say it, But you know what, what his, where his faith is. You know what type of religious faith he affiliates himself with. Okay. But the reality is, Andrew Tate and many others are just the growing, um, how do I put this? The growing occurrences of the problem we have with this gynocentric gender war society. All right. We have women who want to be um, victims, but the reality is they're, wi- they're willing participants. Okay. You can't be a victim and a willing participant at the same time. You have women shouting, I want the right to be a sex worker. But when you get deleted by your clients, all of a sudden you are a victim. You are not a victim if you sign up to be a sex worker. You're not a victim. You knew the job was dangerous before you took it. Okay? You're a murder victim, but you're not a victim, really. You're not. That's it. Because the reality is, you're, some of you women on the feminist side, you're fighting for these right to be sex workers and to say that sex work is real work. I can't feel sorry for you. You know it's dangerous. You know it's wrong, but you do it anyway. And then you want to cry when something happens to a fellow sex worker. Get out of it. You want to be equal as men? Find a skill. Do something, find a skill, find what you could do that makes you money that is legal and won't put you in a body bag. You won't risk playing Russian roulette with your life. That's how I see it. Okay, now we have the last one of the day. Farmer. Who are they exactly? 
have um, the U.S. Marshal Service recently raided Amos Miller's um, organic and holistic farm, um, demanding he cease operations, and they charged him, as you said, with $300,000 of fines, economically crippling the man. Um, and what's happening is you have um, the armed federal agents are demanding he stop uh, food production because of the meat, and you have him saying, well, you know what, I want to keep farming. So you have this back and forth between the giant empire of the U.S. federal government and this tiny little farm in Burdenham, Pennsylvania. So they went after gyms, organic farmers, and churches. So maybe they're against anything that's wholesome and edifying that makes you stronger and healthier and in favor of everything that diminishes you and makes you more dependent. I'm just sensing a theme here. Do you see this? Yeah, and another thing the community says is that they're coming after Amos to set an example. They're coming after an independent, successful farmer who um, takes out the government middlemen and provides food directly to his community and his people. Now, by taking out the middlemen, by taking out the government, you're taking power away and taking leverage away from the government and putting that power and leverage in the hands of the community and the farmers and the people. And another thing I'll add is Amos's farm doesn't use any gasoline or any fertilizer. Now, as you know, these commodities have become very expensive because of Biden's policies in regards to the war in Ukraine and Russia. So Amos has completely um, eliminate, eliminated any risk coming from um, the international or domestic politics of the Biden administration. And, you know, they're coming after him for it. Maybe if he promises to put more chemicals in the milk to turn kids trans, they'll lay off. Did any of the federal marshals decline to raid an Amish organic farm on principle, or did they all just go along with it? No. All I know is that um, many federal agents did not um, decline to go and did go along with it and raided the farm and took inventory of Amos's um, farm to make sure that he doesn't sell or produce any more meat. You know, I'm, we're for law enforcement, broadly speaking, but there's such a thing as conscience, okay? This is crazy. He's making sure that there is no meat, no independent farmers are make, are having livestock, organic livestock. You can't get no food. You have to get everything from the government. And I'm saying it now, man. These presidents are not elected. They are selected. And he's there for an agenda. He's there to destroy the country. And people are going to think when Trump comes back, he's going to be the savior. No, he's not. If he don't follow... The rules of this global elite, he taken a dirt nap, period. Okay, and they should not have gone along with it. When they tell you to raid an organic Amish farm, that's when you bow out, okay, I would say. Uh, Jeremy, I appreciate your story that you did. It's shocking to believe it's real, but it is. It's the life we're living in, man. This is the life we're living. This is the life we are living. You have to stock up on food, stock up on everything to protect yourself, to uh, to eat, to live, start a garden in your backyard, do whatever you have to do. This is me signing off, Hard Talk Radio. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. Feel free to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.